Our Huckabee Show Christmas special begins in a moment. But we want to dedicate this show to the memory of Joe Case, husband of our senior producer, Pam Case. Joe passed away unexpectedly this week, and our entire team is heartbroken for Pam, and we ask you to pray for her during this painful time of grief. Tonight on Huckabee, Center for Religious Expression founder Nate Kellum, the innovative illusions of Vitaly Beckman, Huck's hero Holly Jackson, Songs of the Season with Michael Grimm, That's Trey Corley in the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Welcome and Merry Christmas, everyone. Now, by now, you've probably been to Christmas Eve services. You've enjoyed your Christmas gift giving with your family. You've had a nice Christmas meal. And yet you have saved the best for the last part of your Christmas holiday. You're watching The Huckabee Show on Christmas night. What about that, huh? Yeah. That is the way you dust it all off and get it going. Now, I realize not everyone does a big Christmas dinner at home. If you follow me, you probably know that Waffle House is my happy place. <laughs> and when we had the CEO of Waffle House on our show about a year ago, I was surprised to find out that the busiest day of the entire year at Waffle House is today, Christmas Day. And you know what's more? Waffle House employees love working Christmas Day because the customers that day tend to be even more generous to the staff than at any other time. So I'd say it's fair to acknowledge that we celebrate Christmas in many different ways, but there's still something special about spending time with extended family, watching kids or grandkids read the Christmas story, and then tear into their presence. My family tells me that I'm hard to shop for when it comes to Christmas. I tell them, I really don't need anything that I don't already have. And I truly consider being with them and watching them have fun. I think that's the greatest gift I could ever have. Now, my wife and I try to do some special things for people who don't even know we're helping them. Those are some great joys that I cherish. And we try to make sure that we're caught up on our church tithe by getting an accounting of all our sources of income and making sure that God does indeed get the first tenth of what we've earned. You see, I've always thought it's funny when people say, well, should you tithe on the gross or on the net income? I say, well, that's simple. You want God's blessing on the gross or on the leftover? <laughs> you decide. But in the midst of the joy, never forget that Christmas is also the time of year when more people attempt or actually commit suicide than any other time of the year. The expectations of the perfect Norman Rockwell Christmas scene, well, frankly, they're just impossible to meet. And for some, it's the first Christmas with an empty chair at the table because of a death, a divorce, or even a distant work assignment. 
So as you wind down your Christmas day, I can't think of a better way for you to relax and reflect on the goodness of God than to just sit back and enjoy the next hour with your friends from The Huckabee Show. So Merry Christmas, everyone, and thank you for making us a part of your Christmas celebration. Now, in the spirit of Christmas, Trey, Keith, and I are doing a little secret Santa slash white elephant gift exchange. Now, I ended up with Trey. Trey, do you remember Ivan Passell, who was on our show? Oh, how, how could I forget that, Gov? That was... Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you remember because I wanted to make sure that you never forget his being on the show with us. Hmm. So oh, go is ahead. Is this the gift? Yeah, go ahead and I open thought... it up. I, I want everyone to see. I think you're going to like this. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and balloons. That's the balloons. Oh, we got the balloons. Thanks. The balloons and the swords. Well, you know, I, I got Keith something very important and Did special. You? Ah. Uh, you know, I think you'll find it very, very, uh, you know, handy next time you're uh, barbecuing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Where was this when I needed it? But I want to know. Oh. <laughs> Here, let's see if it works, right? <laughs> Oh, it works. It's, it's That's pretty cool. cruel. Your house burns down I this know. summer, and he gets you a fire extinguisher. A dinky one at that. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, that would put out a matchstick. Oh, oh Are man. Are you kidding me? No, I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I'm just, brings tears to my eyes. I'm so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> well, Governor, I got you something. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Put a lot of thought in this. It's on your desk over oh, here. Oh, I better go over there and get it. And I was told to tell you it's coming from me, not anybody else, uh, like maybe your wife or something. Oh, okay. So it's strictly from me. Oh, you think this is funny. And now I'm glad you got the fire extinguisher. I really am. Because here's what you got me, a shaving mug, shaving cream. <laughs> uh-huh. Has he been talking to Janet? I think he has. Yeah. My wife <laughs> is the one person on earth who is not as happy that I have grown this beard. Mm -hmm. Look, I needed to do this because, as I've said, under this new economy, if uh, Biden continues as president, I'm going to have to uh, moonlight as a department store Santa, and I need an early start. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Keith. I don't want to see you re-gifting that. That's exactly really what's happening. I, I'm not saying I'm going to use it this week, okay? I just don't know. <laughs> but thank you very much. Hey, we've got a night full of thoughtful and inspiring guests. And unlike Keith and Trey, we've got fantastic music from uh, Michael Grimm, along with our very own Trey Corley and the Music City Connection, and a whole lot more. All of that is coming up after the break, so do not go away. <laughs> Huckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter and follow at GovMikeHuckabee on Twitter.
And welcome back. Now, today we celebrate the hope and peace promised to us by the birth of a baby. A baby born to a single mom in a time where there was no one more ostracized in society than a single mother who had her child out of wedlock. Mary knew what might happen to her when God called her to carry the Messiah, but she embraced that responsibility anyway, and she carried the child. This baby was special, not just because he was the son of God, but because like all babies, he was created by God. The Supreme Court is currently deliberating over Dobbs versus Jackson women's health, which is a very important case that could overturn Roe v. Wade. Now this wouldn't end. It would be a great step for sure. It would not end the stain of abortion on our country, but it would be a hopeful step in that direction. And today, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we ought to pray for the births of millions more. Nate Kellum is founder and chief counsel of the Center for Religious Expression. He's had a firsthand look into the deliberations by the Supreme Court. Would you please welcome to our show, Nate Kellum. Great having you here and very timely because over the past couple of weeks, the Supreme Court, uh, they've heard the case from Mississippi. You were there for those deliberations and heard. Tell us from inside the courtroom what you thought was really significant that you picked up on. Well, I don't want to count my chickens. Uh, I don't want to count my justices uh, yeah. before they hatch. Which are sometimes chickens, by the way, <laughs> just, just to be sure. Uh, certainly. Uh, but I am very optimistic, and I was very excited about what I heard. The reason was going into the Supreme Court arguments, uh, we knew that there were probably three justices, uh, Kagan, Sotomayor, and, and Breyer, who would probably uh, support Roe. Mm -hmm. uh, and then three others, uh, and that would be uh, Justice Alito, Thomas, and Gorsuch, that probably uh, would not. What you didn't know about were the other three, and I was really encouraged, like Justice Kavanaugh, and I thought he was spot on, Mike, because what he talked about is, he said, the Constitution is really silent on the issue of abortion. It's neither pro-choice nor pro-life, so why are we in the abortion business? Mm. And I think that's been the big conversation since 1973. The court was only supposed to look at what did the law say, and there was nothing in the federal law and certainly nothing in the Constitution that dealt with abortion. And they made up something in order to federalize it because at that time, they knew the legislature didn't have the will to make a decision one way or the other. So we ended up with a legislative fiat from a judicial branch, which is in itself unconstitutional. That should never happen. And that's exactly what happened with Roe versus Wade. And, but I'm, I'm very hopeful we're finally getting to the point where we're going to put that case to an end. Nate, some people think, well, if, if Roe Wade were repealed, uh, it means abortion is illegal, but it doesn't really mean that. It, it just turns it back to the states. No, but as you mentioned at the top, it's a very hopeful step because what it does, it, the Supreme Court should have never, as Justice Kavanaugh noted, should have never been in the abortion business. Uh, it's really the, the domain of the people. It's of mm. the state. So it goes back to individual states. And what you'll have is that, well, Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, well, you're not going to see abortions there. Yeah. But you probably will continue to see them. Praise God. Great. None. Uh, but you'll probably still see them in New York and California. You know, one of my first forays into politics and, and part of the launch into it for me uh, was helping to get on the ballot and get passed. It took us three attempts in three separate elections. 
but a constitutional amendment to the Arkansas Constitution that said that the policy of the state would be to protect a child from the moment of conception until natural death. So it's already been decided in Arkansas if this were to be overturned. And other states have had similar uh, situations as well. The, the big question, I think, comes, what's next? Where will this go um, even if this case gets settled, is there yet another step that we might see that would bring us back to sanity and a civilized society where we don't take the lives of unborn children at will? We need to get to that point, Mike, and we need to get to that point in our lifetime. First important step is let's overrule Roe versus Wade, and hopefully and prayerfully that is what will happen come June, uh, but we need to have a personhood recognition of the baby. Once we have that, then... Uh, abortions are criminalized everywhere. Because they would be protected on the 5th and 14th Amendment. Yes. Because you can't deprive a person of life or liberty without due process. And if a child is taken, his life taken in the womb, there's no due process. And his life and his liberty has been robbed from him without a due process. So personhood is really what we need to get to, isn't it? It's absolutely critical. And, and Mike, in this day and age, when we can see what we can with an ultrasound, how can we not see a person? All right, I want you to explain to us, you head up the Center for Religious Expression. Sounds important. What do you do? Well, it, it is important. We, we protect the fundamental rights of Christians, fellow believers, so that they can exercise their faith, share their faith, and, and just quite simply live out their faith uh, there's a time when perhaps that wasn't so difficult in America, mm. uh, but now it is. Nate Kellum and the Center for Religious Expression are doing meaningful work. They're helping our country to stay on track. I know you'd like to learn more, and it's easy to do. Just visit the website, Huckabee.tv. There is a direct link to what Nate and his organization are doing. There's also a lot of festive entertainment coming up. Our good guy, Keith Bilbrey, he's going to tell you all about it right now. Well, next, celebrate Christmas with singer Michael Grimm. Later, master magician Vitaly Beckman is on Huckabee. Here to sing Christmas in New Orleans from his album, Sleigh Bells Not Included. Welcome back to the show, Michael Grimm.
Perform this Christmas later. Huck's hero Holly Jackson is next. Stay with Huck. Well, I want to thank you for giving and praying for Samaritan's Purse this year so that they could do the incredible work in local communities as well as around the world. I'm thankful to be able to give to such a wonderful organization, and I know that being a good steward of the blessings that God has given to me, to you, it's just something that when we can help others through Samaritan's Purse, it's a good thing. This coming year, I hope that you'll pray about partnering financially with Samaritan's Purse. Simple, call them or go to their website so that they can continue the impactful work that they've been doing. Thank you and God bless you for being a part of their great worldwide mission. Well, you know, a walk through a small Christmas town sounds like a real treat right now. And Keith Bilbrey, has just the ticket to such a town over in East Tennessee that is most definitely our kind of town. In the Great Smoky Mountains, you'll find a wonderful Christmas time oasis, the little mountain town of Pigeon Fords, Tennessee. Pigeon Fords is a wonderful place to visit year round, but it's Christmas time 
that it truly shines. They know exactly how to make you feel merry and bright. Festive decorations, displays, and millions of twinkling lights adorn the town during Yuletide. Find that perfect gift in the warm and friendly gingerbread and gumdrop shops. Everything, and I mean everything, is Christmas-themed. It's a winterful wonderland, and they call it Winterfest. With countless Christmas-themed events and attractions, you won't know where to begin. They have Christmas musical shows and comedy dinner theaters, as well as a live nativity. Drive through the dazzling tour of lights, ride the giant Ferris wheel, or have a story time visit with Santa. And there are Christmas trees everywhere, even in your hotel room. Oh, they have fabulous hotels, by the way. It's the best winter fest ever, full of holiday cheer and entertainment. Where else could you experience Dollywood's Smoky Mountain Christmas, as well as Dolly Parton's Christmas Stampede? And just like Santa's bag, it just keeps going. Whether you're looking for a relaxing retreat or do-it-all family fun, Winterfest at Pigeon Forge is ready to set the stage for incredible holiday memories for years to come. And that's why Pigeon Forge, Tennessee is our kind of town. That looks like a wonderful experience over at Pigeon Forge. We want to say thanks to the wonderful town of Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, for letting us explore all the offerings they've got over there. And it's not too late for you to visit them. Through the end of the year, you can still absorb all their Christmas spirit. And I think you'll agree, you're not going to regret a moment that you spend at Pigeon Forge. Well, my next guest was once homeless, pregnant, and the victim of domestic violence but she overcame her struggles. She's now helping others out of homelessness and poverty. And that's exactly why she is this week's Huck's Hero. Holly Jackson, and I'm the founder and the creator of Walls of Love from Cleveland, Ohio. It's been my honor and pleasure for the past three years to be able to bring my project to life. And with that, what we do is we help the communities, especially the homeless, but anyone in general who is in need of help by placing bags on fencing with essential items such as hygiene products, non-perishable food items, school supplies. So what we do is we come to the communities and it has been so well received. And it's my honor and pleasure to be able to just treat people with kindness. In a little over three years, I have done 1,060 walls in 22 states and we've helped almost a half a million people. It's just amazing the things that we're able to do together with a little bit of kindness. Please welcome the founder of Walls of Love, Holly Jackson. Holly, great to have you here. Thank, Thank you. you. I love what I'm seeing with Walls of Love, and I saw that one of the places you've done this is Little Rock, where I live. Yes. So yes. all over the country, Fairbanks, Alaska, and this is not something just in your hometown. No. You know, when I first started Walls of Love, it was not meant to be what it is now. 
it was just meant to be a labor of love. You know, over the years I had done a lot of different volunteering, um, Habitat for Humanity, mm -hmm. the homeless shelter, obviously being a domestic violence and sexual assault survivor, I donate a lot of my time there. But I just felt like there, there was more. There was more that I wanted to do. And I remember being in that situation and people being very judgmental of me at the time. They didn't know why I was pregnant and I left. They just knew that I was homeless and I had no money and I'm, you know, basically asking for help. And so I started doing these bags. I used to call them blessing bags and I would just hand them out. But I would find that there was a lot of people who weren't being able to get to them because, you know, maybe they were too embarrassed to ask for help or they didn't have a place to be able to come get them. So there was a small little restaurant that was opening in the town where I live. I live uh, in Cleveland, but it's called Affectionately Old Brooklyn, where I live by the zoo. And I walked in there one day, and the man was amazing. And I said, hi, I'm Holly Jackson. I have this really great idea. Can I borrow your fence outside? <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me, and he was like, um, okay. And he was like, tell me about it. So when I started telling him the story and why I wanted to do it, he was definitely on board. Mm. And he asked me why I chose that point in time to do it. And I explained to him that it's the middle of November, right? We're in Cleveland, it's snowing and cold. And I saw some people that had inappropriate, weather inappropriate clothing on. And I knew that they needed help, but you could tell that they were very skittish. And so I gave them the items and it's kind of just went from there kind of the news media and social media got a hold of the project that I did that day. And it's now turned into the nonprofit that it is. And 100% um, of what we do, 100% of the donations that we get from the beautiful people that, that assist us go back to the community. So when you see me traveling and I'm going to all the different states, I pay for that out of my own pocket. I don't mm. take any of that away from the monies because I feel guilty. Like I feel that I know that those are people that I could be helping instead of paying for those things. And of the, all of the people that we help so far, it's based solely on wonderful people who love what I do and donate to us. How could people not love what you do? And Holly, I think one of the things that encourages me when I hear what you're doing is that you came from a place that a lot of people would never be able to get out of, homeless, pregnant, deeply depressed, feeling like the world's crashed in on you and there's no hope. Here you now are running a nonprofit. I mean, there's something extraordinary about the spirit of Holly Jackson that you did not say, this is it, this is, I'm stuck here. And you're, you weren't stuck there. You're giving that kind of hope to other people. It's definitely God. He, he definitely is um, a big source in my life. Um, he has brought me through a lot of things that probably wouldn't have um, happened otherwise. But one of the other things that I also really love to do with my platform is I love to educate the public because there's, there's a whole big backstory to why things happen, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of demographics that are really missed. You know, we're trained, our brains are trained and society's trained in certain ways that people are homeless because of this reason, this reason, this reason. And a lot of those are not true. As kind of stated in the package, you know, one of the biggest demographics of people that are homeless are our veterans. There is a reason, Holly, that you are Huck's hero this week because we love what you do. We're so grateful. Thank you. That you took what could have been just a disastrous uh, experience of life 
and through the strength that the Lord gave you, you have uh, been able to make something beautiful well, out of what many would say was just a broken life. And now you're helping put a lot of other lives together. What a blessing to have you here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Now, Keith, I know full well that you would like to tell us more about Holly Jackson's Walls of Love and how people can help Holly do the work that she's doing. Fill them in right now, please. Well, for more information about Walls of Love, like how to get involved yourself, just follow the links to Holly Jackson's social media and website on Huckabee.tv. Next, Master Magician Vitaly Beckman. Then Michael Grimm returns to celebrate the season in song on Huckabee. Next week, join Mike's guest actress and author Alicia Witt and R&B group The Spinners. Welcome back. I got to tell you, my next guest has been called both amazing and ingenious, and not just by anybody, but by Penn and Teller, whom this guy has fooled twice. His artistic groundbreaking illusions have astonished audiences all over the world and in his hit off-Broadway show called An Evening of Wonders. Would you welcome the wondrous Vitaly Beckman. Vitaly, welcome. Good Thank to have you, you with Thank us. Thank you so much. I'm excited you're here. Thank you for having me. You have such a great reputation. Thank you. And you fooled Penn and Teller not once, but twice. I tried, yeah. That's pretty big deal. Thank you. What are we gonna do? Okay, so I got some fruits for you. And um, uh, Governor, what I'd like you to do is take a couple of fruits, two, okay. three, and I want you to arrange them on this plate in any order you like. It just any way? Yeah. All right, I'll take the pomegranate. Okay. Yes. A little plum. Yes. And an orange. orange. Yeah. Okay. Aren't uh, you glad I did that? <laughs> Actually, no, no. We haven't prearranged, I should say. We, that. Have we not. haven't prearranged. Right. No. Um, Governor, would you like to change any of the locations? You can uh, swap the fruits if you want, or you can keep them the same. Totally up to you. Um, you know what? I'll move the plum in the back. Okay. So that no one can see it. There we go. <laughs> so the plum. And you left out the apple. Would you like to swap the apple with any of these fruits or leave it out? Uh, we'll leave it out. Leave it out. Yeah. All right. And you know, um, which camera is filming this? I want to make sure that because you, you put the plum here at the back, uh -huh. I just want to make sure that they see it, which is good. We're going to keep it at the back. Okay. So, um, you know, I used to arrange fruits just like that when I was a little kid and uh, paint them. And um, then I started doing magic and I started practicing with a deck of cards. And uh, I, of course, I brought a deck of cards for you as well. Of course you well. did, yes. Of course I did. And uh, so I just want to show you that all the cards here are different. And uh, Governor, what I'll ask you to do, we're going to do this at random. I okay. just want you to go ahead and touch one of these cards, anyone you like. Just any of them. Anyone. That one. This one right here? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's remember it. I can see it, and let's also make sure the camera okay. can see it. Can the camera see it? Yeah. Yep. We're going to place it right here on this little envelope that was sitting here. Okay. And uh, we created an arrangement of still life and a playing card or art and magic. And that's what I do in my show. Hmm. I combine art and magic in a unique way. And this little envelope was sitting here all this time. And uh, any further changes you would have made, or if you did decide to swap the apple with say the orange at the front here, what you're about to see would not be possible because this envelope was sitting here all this time. We should hold on to it. Okay. And this picture is kind of like uh, the pictures I used to do when I was a kid painting. 
But this time you helped me make this, because look, Governor, the first drawing I have here is a drawing of an apple, green apple. Yes. Yes, can you see it on the camera? Yes. Yes, okay, and then I've got a playing card next to it. It's the king of clubs. <laughs> and yes, of it course, is. And of course, all the other fruits. The orange at the front, the plum here at the back. How do you do that? All. Exactly. Exactly. Like and I did not have a conversation about no, how to do that. No, we haven't prearranged. Or the Carter. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. That's um, just. Right? We, we, it's, wow. like, uh, it's like we think alike. No, no. no. <laughs> well, I hope you're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, but, uh, oh, thanks. Um, I was actually, you know, always wanted to bring art to life. Yeah. And since I was a kid, before I did magic, I used to paint and I used to walk around with a, with a little sketch pad. And everywhere I went, I tried to sketch my uh, impressions, my inspirations. Um, I'm going to try to do something for you right now. Okay. Um, yeah, let's do this on this one. All right. I'm just going to sketch something. Tell me if you maybe guess what I'm sketching. Hmm. I'll add some detail. It's looked like a leaf. Yes, yes. Okay. Got it. So some, I'm not Van Gogh. Don't ask me the species of the tree. No, I, I wouldn't know. It's just random. Okay. But uh, one of the beautiful things I love about magic that unlike in art where you can place your imagination to paper, you can actually make it uh, real. <laughs> you didn't have anything in your hand no, just no. then. And you can even uh, remove it from the page. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I was looking at your hand. There was nothing in there. No, no, no. <laughs> And uh, so, you know. <laughs> that so, is just amazing. Thank you, thank you. And, you know, this, uh, this signifies, uh, you know, life. And everything I do is about creation. And I create all of the magic I do. Hmm. And uh, a couple of years ago, you mentioned I fooled Penn and Teller. Yeah. And I want to show you how I did it. Well, not how I fooled Penn and Teller. <laughs> no. I want to see this, yeah. No, but but um, I... Um, I got, let's go back to the cards. Okay. Uh, hold on to the box for a second. All right. You know the cards, right? You know the sure. different suits, the clubs, the spades, right? Right. You, okay. What I want you to do, I want you to face the audience, please. Okay. Just face, face the audience. I'm going to hold the cards in front of your eyes. Okay. I want you to just focus on the cards and tell me to stop as I go like this one by one. Okay. On any card you like. Anytime, take your time. It doesn't matter. That one. This one? Yep. Now, if you want, you can change your mind. I'll go a couple more, or we'll stop on this one. We'll stop on that one. On that one. Remember it. Nobody else will see it. Remember okay. the card? Yes? I, you I got, got it? it. Yes? Mm -hmm. And I want you to visualize it in your mind so you don't forget it. Okay. There's some dust up there, but it's coming. <laughs> okay. I got it. Because nobody else saw the card. Only you, okay. governor. Yeah. So if you forget it, then uh, we'll We're in trouble. start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, no I, pressure. Was, I was trying to guess actually people's playing cards since I was a little kid. And I was born in Russia, so back then. Yeah. And I've got a picture to show you when I was about three years old <laughs> with a playing card in my hand. Wouldn't it be amazing? Hold on to this. Wouldn't okay. it be amazing if that playing card on a photograph taken so many years ago would be the one you were just thinking of? Yeah, that'd be pretty weird, right? Yeah, it would. Well, here yeah. is my family photo album. Okay. And here is me as a kid. I was very small. <laughs> In Russia, cards are very big. <laughs> is, is, by any chance, is that your card? 
No. No? Well, of course not. I was a baby. I told okay, you. Okay, good. I, that would have been a miracle. I was really thinking I've messed up his trick because that's not the card. Well, maybe you did. Oh, but, no, okay. but no, but I wasn't a magician yet, so, you know. Oh, okay. I think I'm forgiven, right? Because I'm a baby. But when I was eight years old, yeah. my parents got me a magic set and I did my first card trick. And I'm holding here the ace of spades. That's not it. That's not it? No. I'm just holding it though, right? Yeah, that's right. But that's I'm holding, I am holding it. Very, it's not it. It's not the card. <laughs> that's okay, because when I was 15, I, uh, I started to travel around the world. And uh, here I am in Paris with the Jack of Clubs. It's a great card, but it's not the one I saw. I've got a lot more photographs here. It's a good thing. I bet he's got 52 photographs, yeah. and we're going to find that doggone card. I traveled to 52 places. I may be Baptist, but by golly, I do know what a card looks like, so we're going to keep looking at well, this. Yeah, get comfortable, everybody. Um, no, we're not going to show you all of the photographs. Okay. Um, right. Governor, just tell me, which, which card are you thinking of? You had a free choice. You could change your mind there. Which one did you settle on? The Ace of Hearts. The Ace of Hearts. Yes. Okay. Um, Let's see. No, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, you see, um, I'm going to show you the last photograph because I got better with the age. So the okay. most recent photograph, I, the most recent place I had a chance to visit uh, was uh, a few years ago in London. And here's the very last photo. It's me with the Ace of Hearts in London. Governor, do you see me? Ace of Hearts and myself. <laughs> there is a lot of traffic in London. It's busy. <laughs> I'm looking. Okay, Governor, um, Ace of Hearts, yes? Let, Where? Let's have a look at it up closer. Let's have a look. Come, come here. Let's see if it... Okay. Wait, wait. What was that? Did you hear something? Wait, listen. I heard listen. something. Sounds like a bus. There's a lot of traffic. A lot huh? of traffic. Listen again. Oh, oh my gosh. No way. No stinking way. Look at that. Unbelievable. Hold on, hold on. You can feel this if you, you can feel it. Actually, let me take this out for you. Hold on, hold on. Hold your applause. Let me take this out for you. I want you to have a look at this up close, Governor. Is this an ordinary photograph? It is an ordinary photograph. The bus moved. It, it stopped right it's... now. You can feel it in your hands, yes? No wonder Penn and Teller were fooled. Big hand to the Governor. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Whoa. Thank you. Keith, I just wonder if you can materialize some way for our viewers to see more from this incredible, incredible magician, Vitaly Beckman. Tell us how to do that. Well, that doesn't require any magic at all. There's more of Vitaly's incredible illusions to see online and in person. Go Huckabee.tv where all the links will mysteriously appear. Coming up, Michael Graham and his wife, Lucy Graham. Talk with Mike, plus more music from Michael as we celebrate Christmas on Huckabee.
All right, we've been saying this throughout the show, but in case you didn't hear us, I want to remind you that you can learn a whole lot more about tonight's guest, as well as enjoy exclusive content and watch full episodes of this show on the brand new Huckabee.tv website. Now, I know you've already done all your Christmas shopping, of course, but if you're missing the gift that you really wanted this year, we got a solution. Because while you're visiting Huckabee.tv to check out all of our wonderful guests, you can click the shop button at the top of the home screen. That's where you're gonna find all the wonderful t-shirts and mugs and hats that you could possibly want. And the best of all, everything in that uh, little merchandise store is 100% made right here in America. America is made, yep. And that's not easy to do these days. So it's simple, go to Huckabee.tv and click shop at the top of the home page. Michael Grimm's powerful and soulful voice has amazed millions of television viewers who voted him the winner of season five of America's Got Talent. Now, before he blesses us with another song, because he's already just knocked our socks off with the first one, Michael Grimm joins us here with his wife, Lucy. Would you please make them welcome, Michael and Lucy Grimm. Great having you guys here. Michael, this is a repeat time for you. And when you were here before, every single person on the staff of our show said, when can we have Michael Grimm back? Oh, and I'm so honored. Thank you guys for having me back. And I love everybody here and such hospitality. Well, we want you to be a regular and come back as often as we can get well, that, you. That will be my honor, absolutely. You have such a gift, a true gift. And we wanted you here because you've got this wonderful album called Sleigh Bells Not Included with some stuff that you're doing for us tonight. But you know, I gotta be honest, I find your wife's story one of the most amazing. Lucy, you grew up under communism. I did. And your family came here in what, 1985 to get away from all that? Yeah, we immigrated in uh, 1984, took asylum in Austria for about a year. Um, we were uh, sponsored into the United States, so we had to wait for our visas to clear and everything. I'm so excited when people have experienced the worst of the world's political systems, and they are able to be freed from it. Yeah. And I wish that there were more younger people who knew what you know about life under a socialist or communist society. If you could go to a high school today, or heck, maybe go to Congress for that matter, and, and tell them, <laughs> what would you want them to know about socialism? Well, um... I'm not politically driven, first off, um, but it, I experienced communism from the point of view of a, a, a child's perspective. And I think, um, you know, children have this, this view that's very innocent and um, life is portrayed very differently through the eyes of a child. So when, when I was leaving my country, I didn't quite understand why. I, did, I wasn't understanding what the circumstances were until later, until I experienced the direct opposite of what we had. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I talk to a lot of young kids today um, who push a I ideology that really looks great on paper, but doesn't actually work yeah. in real life. Um, and I, I challenge them to visit some of the countries that are under that reign, and not just as visitors, but actually move, live, experience, and um, they will be crawling back to the United States because the opportunities here are just 
unsurpassed. You can do anything. And the diversity. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you know, Michael, what, what a great sort of book into your story. You grew up in poverty in the Gulf Coast, a little town of mm -hmm. Waveland, Mississippi, that got just wiped off the map with Hurricane Katrina. Um, from there, you went on to uh, win America's Got Talent. You always said to your mom that if you ever made it, uh, you'd get her a, a new get house. Her, get her the house, yeah. You won a million dollars yes, on sir. that show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did she get the house? Well, the tax, after taxes, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doggone government yeah, took half of it, didn't it? So I wish I would have bought a house rather than yeah. build one from ground up. Yeah. That's for sure. That was a task. But, yeah, yeah. Was, but we, we got it done. You got to have extraordinary talent, which you obviously have, but you work really hard at it. But there's a uniqueness to your music, Michael, that I, I just can't imagine that there's anybody in the country or world that does not hear you and say, wow, that guy's got something special, because you do, you just do. Well, there's been a couple of them. <laughs> They're wrong, and you're right, I'm telling you now. Um, you perform, you do a lot of performing in Vegas these days, and, and you've had opportunities around the world. Has there been a moment that you just sort of pinched yourself and said, oh my gosh, I came out of a, a living in a trailer that had holes in the floor, I could see the dirt underneath me, and now I'm on now this I stage. Now I own houses and my own cars and everything by doing what I love to do, you know, uh, yeah. And uh, being with Lucy has helped me out a lot also. She's, she's wearing the manager hat, hmm. so she, she knows how to book the gigs and keep them going for me. So She's become a full-blown capitalist, it appears. Yeah, Which, by the way, her book, her book is called My Journey Home, Lucy Grimm. It's a wonderful story, her story, and it's one that I think you would uh, find a great companion to getting Michael Grimm's wonderful music. You can get it, obviously, in CD format. This looks like a cassette. And I saw that and I said, wow, I haven't seen anybody do a cassette in a long time. But there's a little trick. Let's see, there it is. It actually is a uh, USB, yeah. Yeah, USB plug. Yeah. You can put the music and that was your idea. Well, CDs are going out of style, apparently. We were at a few shows in Texas and people so were like, I, I'd, I'd love to buy a CD, but I don't have a CD player. And I went, oh. What about the cassette? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got to figure this out. <laughs> Let's really go retro. But this is so cool. You plug it right into your yeah. computer in the USB, and then you download all the music. Guys, I just love having you here. Thank I cannot you. tell you Thank how much. You so much for And we are looking forward to having you back. Your story, what an inspiration and encouragement to us and Michael's music. Again, all you got to do is call us and say, hey, we have an open date. You're booked. Simple as that. Because I want our audience to get Michael Grimm's wonderful Christmas recording. Keith Bilbrey is going to tell everybody here in the audience and at home exactly how they can go about doing that. While Michael Grimm gets ready to sing another song, you can read more of Lucy's inspiring story in her book, My Journey Home. Find links to stream or buy your own copy of Sleigh Bells Not Included by going to Huckabee.tv. Now, here to perform this Christmas with Trey Corley and the Music City Connection, here's Michael Grimm. Trim the tree 
it's gonna be together. This field with cheer and Let's ride.